Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work and our friends, anonymously of course. So she goes on the Instagram, says where I live, tells people to come to my home and harass me. Then the mother, her mother sends me death threats, two death threats. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Dr. V Collagen. My baby girl. We've got some news about Dr. V. They are available now at WH Smith at the airport. Fuck, that's good. Which I think is amazing because your skin can get absolutely wrecked. Like on the plane? Like before, lol. Well, you hydrate yourself before getting on the plane, but during the plane, I get like full snake skin. Like gross. Oh, yeah. It actually gives me the shivers <laughs> thinking about that. Like, you're really dry white yeah. legs. And, yeah. like, you're constantly dehydrated. Like, I'm actually not a big drinker on the plant, like, alcohol, because I wig out. Mm. I'd rather probably smash a few collagen drinks. Yes. But lie. I do lie. I do love a few wines. I think in, in the air it's scientifically proven that you get more drunk. So You do. That's why I'm like, get your Dr. V collagen and more in emotional. between. Yeah, I always cry during the movie set. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, they're available at domestic and international airports Love now. Love that. So get a hold on your Dr. V collagen. You can purchase this at drv.com.au. If you're not at the airport. If you're not at the airport. <laughs> and use the code COLLIDE for 20% off at checkout for multi-packs and cartons and free shipping nationwide. Hello, guys. You are listening to another episode of Collide Goss with Ella and Steph. Mm. We are mixing up the intros today, but we have a very exciting guest on. If you fucking love Goss, you will like love we do. this one. So we've got Megan on from the So Dramatic podcast and So Dramatic Media. And I'm just going to say I've never met her before. I'm obsessed. Yeah, she's the best. I was saying to Steph, I don't think I've seen her since Bathurst days. We went to uni together um, and we talk online because she has this amazing goss platform. I'm always messaging her about the tea, about like reality shows and whatnot. And the other day I was like, we run a podcast called Collide Goss. Why the fuck haven't we got Megan on? And it was so good. It was a good mix of like the goss, the hate, having a thick skin, how she started. It's all really interesting. Like you think that the world is so big, but it's so small. Like getting all the tea, it's fascinating. Anyway, um, we hope you enjoy this episode. Let's bring her in. Well, thanks for coming in. It's a pleasure. Um, We are very excited about having you in. I feel like I've been thinking about this for a while now. But then when you like contacted me about like hearing like that you like the podcast, I'm like, fuck, I'm getting you on our podcast. I reached out to you just to be clear. Yes, yes. That's huge. (laughs) I I don't really do a lot of podcasts, to be honest. I'm just too busy and I don't know. I I don't really like being on the other side. Yeah. So I prefer to be asking the questions. So I'm not like, it's not like I'm like trying to do, but it's weird. This week I've had like so many offers. I think once you do one, someone hears you and they're like, oh, she'll be good. I know. Well, you have so much yeah, goss to, to talk about. It was so good because I obviously love the goss. So I was just <laughs> easy listening. Well, you've got, you're on Collide Goss now. So yeah. you're literally like probably our like golden guest. The like, floor is yours. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> I you have that. a very impressive resume in terms of, from my perspective, not knowing you from Bathurst, obviously Ella does, but looking at your website and your podcast, 
you have like millions of hits. Are you going to say like resume of haters? Yeah, no, like the hating that too then may be as well. But what you've built, you only started it in what, like 2020? 2020 in COVID, yeah. Like that's insane. I think it's like, wait, it'll be three years like in the next couple of weeks. Fuck, has it only been three years? Yeah, Can you talk it us feels through longer, why you started it? <laughs> um basically COVID like I was just I was doing journalism before and freelancing I was working with like paparazzi and doing like freelance stuff like selling stories to different outlets and COVID hit and yeah no one had any budget so I just was like what am I going to do with all of this content then I just chucked it on a podcast and I literally didn't think it was gonna take off and then like I think it was like by our second episode it was like viral like it was just insane I was like what the hell just happened like (laughs) Now I'm kind of stuck with it because it's done so well. I don't want to give it up. But yeah, it was weird. Like it just, I think COVID was like, everyone was bored. They're in their houses. They had nothing to do. It was like a very good distraction for a lot of people, especially because the drama is like, obviously, you know, it gets people in. So I think everyone just kind of became hooked in it. It just took off. 100% I did. And before that, you were working at Daily Mail though. Yeah, I've worked at Daily Mail. That was like one of my first jobs out of uni. So I started off in fashion. I did fashion PR, which is weird because you guys are in that. But I just started it. I just went and ended up in there somehow. fashion PR though Fashion PR, oh my God, in the showroom. (laughs) Yeah, that's enough. (laughs) It was so bad. So I did like a year of that and it was, um, yeah, not really my thing. And then I went into fashion writing, which was really fun. And I kind of wish I stayed, but... Oh, here you no are. Regrets. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to work at the Daily Mail and into, and in entertainment and, yeah, never looked back. Is that where you think you found your love at Goss? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> it was forced upon me. It was really like – it was a good training ground because it was very – cutthroat like Mm. it was a lot but it was like good to learn as well like I actually kind of really liked working there so how did they feel when you went off and started your own kind of not version or version of them in a way I suppose well I didn't start it till like seven years later oh is it seven was it that yeah like it was ages ago I was at Daily Mail like I think I was like 20 what were you doing after Daily Mail Um, then right before after Daily Mail I went into online at one of the magazines like at Who magazine okay Mm. yeah and then from there I went into radio and so I was working on the Carl and Jackie O show in the digital like my favorite socials and stuff I was listening to them on the way yeah it was so fun like it was so cool because you're like in the radio room with them like recording like one time they had um Ed Sheeran come in and like sing live oh my god and it was just like me Kyle Jackie O in the room with Ed Sheeran that like I was like a meter away. Side note have you watched his documentary it was was fucking amazing Really? What's no? I cried in it. Eddie was. Cry- We're both crying. Oh, really? He is the nicest guy ever. He's he looks really, nice. But he have you read his book? No. It's so good. Okay. Well, I've got to read. Oh, well, now I've read. Um, read Are you the documentary. Like Ed Sheeran fans? I wasn't before. Like, oh, you're like- talking about Ed Sheeran. I'm talking about Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read his book? I'm like, he's the nicest guy ever. I'm like, no. I I like Kyle a lot. I like both them. Kyle, that's another, yes. I know, I'm fucking, I love Kyle. I just like think he's the best. But Ed Sheeran, though, the documentary wasn't a, like, I like his songs, wasn't a huge fan before, but documentary amazing yeah like really we'll have cool. to watch it I'm not a huge um, fan but like yeah. his songs yeah well you might like them better once you hear the backstory but yeah he was really like he was really shy like he just mm. walked in he was Sweetie. like like a little bit hunched over and just like didn't speak to anyone and just like went in and recorded 
and then like kind of left like it was weird oh he's such a cutie though that makes me like him even more yeah he was really like timid it was yeah it was cute and what was Carl like in real um, life RL <laughs> he wasn't too bad in real life like he was actually quite friendly like I just was a bit like not starstruck but like intimidated I guess yeah because he's so like he's such a big such personality a big personality and he's just kind of like I didn't know what to expect and he was actually so nice like he came up to me on the first day and said hi and like he was actually like pretty approachable I love but him. it's like like, you're walking on eggshells working there like of yeah. course yeah I feel you don't know what's it like could he change. can flip the switch yeah. pretty quickly what about Jackie O she was nice she was pretty like quiet and like kept to herself mm. like friendly they yeah. just kill it he gets away with fucking everything like I was listening to him on the radio like even oh this morning God. the stuff that comes out of his mouth like no one else could say but it's like so it's fucking funny though and like obviously because the world has got a lot more woke like um it's just you know have to be really careful whatever you say like even stuff we say on the podcast like I'll cut in reels because I wig out the people will take it the wrong way mm. you have like, to be so especially <laughs> when the context is gone if you just take a snippet like it's literally so, I don't know how he gets away with saying what he does either and then number it's one crazy. radio show like every it year really sometimes is. people just want to have a laugh and obviously if it's at the expense if it he takes it too far but I what are your thoughts on cancel culture I, I'm not like actually one for cancel culture, but like obviously so dramatic, like we're not afraid to call people out or like bad behavior. And like people say that we are quite woke, but I don't really think that we are. I just mm. think that we're just calling out the obvious, like sexism, misogyny, like all of that. But like actually the bad stuff. The yeah. stuff we yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, like I think some of the stuff needs to be called out, but I don't think like people need to be canceled over it. It's just mm. kind of like all people really want you to do is like apologize and take a little bit of accountability. Yep. Like I'm like, just apologize, like reflect on it, like take take note of it and just learn. Like that's all really, but yeah, people think we're super woke. And I'm like, if you knew me personally, I'm not like a super oh, woke person. I wouldn't look, yeah, I just say, yeah. I want to go back on that point though, because we were talking about how you started. What was like your, like, what was the idea process before you started this empire of yours? And what was your first story that really hit off and made you kind of be recognized? Well, I had Abby Chatfield on my second episode, which helped. She, oh, yeah, man. it was, and she just finished Bachelor in Paradise. It was like the day after she got off the show. Wow. And she was obviously like popping off at the time. Um, so she came on as a guest because we were really good friends. And yeah, she gave me some really good stuff about the show, which she got a little, into a She'd little bit of trouble for doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really good episode, really good interview. And she really helped put it on the map because people though. kind of found out about it because she shared it yeah. and she has like a very loyal following. So it was good. And then after that, I guess I just kept it going. Like a couple of episodes later, I had like two of the girls from Bachelor in Paradise, Kiki and Renee come on mm. and like they'd been fucked over I by the same guy, them. Kieran. Yeah. And it was like the big thing at the oh time. My gosh, and they canceled the reunion, the official reunion for the show because of COVID. So we kind of had like, that was kind of the reunion for people. <laughs> so like, on your yeah, body. I just yeah. had them on the podcast and um, that went, that went, freaking viral like that was so crazy like so like everywhere every single news outlet reported on it like downloads were insane it was like yeah so iconic. before though like you started but you like I want to make like a goss kind of podcast and I want to yeah. go behind the scenes is that what your vision was um, well I was already doing that with my journalism with it, yeah. yeah so I was like selling these stories to different outlets like working with paparazzi um we would like find out information about the shows and then like work with talent and like sell things sell stories and photos um you know I'd write for like news.com today you about maths like just mm. a variety of stuff and I'd have all of this exclusive content it was so weird like you guys probably know people on reality tv too mm. like I just feel like 
I knew a lot of like genuine friends that had gone on. So yeah. I had like really good like inside. Um, so yeah, that helped. And then I didn't really have a vision. I just like, just was, did it. I was just like, I'm going to do this during COVID to keep busy. I've always wanted to do a podcast. I'm just going to chuck all the stories that I've got already on the podcast and um, that I couldn't sell anymore. And it just literally like went viral. Ever since I've just been like trying to keep up with it. <laughs> you have a lot to keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much Australian gossip. There is. It's insane. There is. I think because it's small, like people talk. Like mm. I think in America, like it's harder, like all the celebrities go through their publicists and managers and they give like an official statement and it's harder to get like information because we're like more relaxed here and laid back. It's like easier because like – no, none of these people have managers and publicists. Yeah, like, I was um, listening to what behind the behind the blinds is it beyond the beyond blinds? the blinds. You know that podcast in America? It's like a gossip no. podcast, similar to what you do. Yeah, um, but one big large story on a celebrity, like one celebrity, and get wow. all the sources about what they're actually like. Like for example, they say about Khloe Kardashian. Like apparently, she's. She does a lot of drugs. She's constantly. Oh my god, they can say that. Yeah, yeah. No, they but they say they allegedly. use that allegedly, like constantly throughout really? the podcast. Because I want to ask never you. even say that if I said allegedly. Oh, you can't even say that word. Apparently, they get away with everything. They just have to say that. Because I was listening everything. to Demois and sh- the stuff that she was saying on there about people. I'm like. I would never be able to say that. Yeah, it's the word. Maybe it's the wording. Maybe it's different laws. Yeah. I think I know our defamation laws here are pretty strict. Maybe yes. that's why. But yeah, I was listening to Demois and I'm like, that's so crazy. She can say that. Yeah. She's like, allegedly he takes like drugs and allegedly he slept with this person. And I was like, I could never. No. So they literally like pretend you're getting all your inboxes with tip offs and stuff and you read every single one out without like doing I don't know word for word, word just for with word. allegedly just literally using that word so it's like a whole episode of them reading all their best like tip-offs they've ever had about that person wow. and they then discuss like what do you think do you think it's true or not between the two of them and they kind of discuss it but I was going to say going off that but you've kind of already answered the question like how do you manage all the influxes of people messaging you about all this goss from <laughs> reality stars how do you manage which ones you're going to like talk about or what you believe or I was gonna say I have to talk to my lawyer because if I can just put allegedly in front of everything, <laughs> okay, I get you're, you're like, oh yeah, my I'm god, like thinking like, fuck, there's so much tea I could drop. Um, there is like a bit of a process because I do get a lot of trolling and people saying like, all you do is read out DMs, and I'm like, well, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, I was doing this before. Like, I have really good industry sources, like with production, like people on shows, um, people on the shows is my main source of like info. Mm, so yeah. like. I don't know, I feel like it's pretty genuine, like pretty legit if they were there, they knew, they firsthand saw it. Um, and then obviously just like fact checking, like sometimes you will get a contestant that tells you one thing and someone else is like, mm, not really, that's not yeah. really what happened. So it's good to like cross reference. Um, with random tip offs though, it is a bit harder. Like generally you'll get a tip off and you'll be like, that checks out or that yeah. makes sense. Or they'll or send a photo or something. Yeah, like they'll have photo evidence or it will be something that you're like, you could never have made this up. Yeah. Um, or they usually back themselves pretty pretty well. Like they'll have like other info, they'll have like in-depth info about that. I'm like, mm, there's no way you could have made that up. And then also like cross-checking. So I might get a tip off about something mm. and then I'll go to my <coughs> actual sources and be like, do you know about this? And they're like, oh yeah, actually that did happen. And then tell me more. So it is like a lot of going back and forward and checking things and not just putting up tips. I mean, if it's a tip off, that's like, I saw someone from The Bachelor at East Gardens, like shopping center or whatever. <laughs> Like, cool. cool, like that's not harming anyone, even <laughs> yeah. if it is false. Like, yeah. Yeah. why would anyone make that up? So, so it t- depends case to case. Okay, so tell me more about these. What would you call them? Rats or anonymous people Rats. that give you, what do oh, you call them? Like the I people give you tips. 
just tip off listeners. Liz, uh, like the ones that work in the industry though. That oh, you work with. Like the sources. actual legit sources. Yeah. I'm calling them right. I don't know. Rats. Rats. <laughs> no, rats remind me of like savage. That was, that's a bit savage. Yeah. I'm like so intrigued by how you are they just people you knew before? Or yeah. like relationship wise you like had quite a Yeah, like because I worked in radio and like a lot of different media outlets I've got quite good sources even going to Bathurst Uni like mm. it's so weird so many Bathurst people have been on reality TV or like they work in media so they'll yep. like message you or like they're in some part of Australia because it's like you know they've gone off so it's I don't know it's weird I've got like really good sources just in random places that's so good it's weird oh god I'd die I'd love that yeah <laughs> it's too. weird and then like yeah people that I've worked with in the past or even just now like I've got this whole stream of people that are writing in mm-hmm. like I had this really good producer during maths like write in being like I'm just going to tell you everything because I think she was a bit pissed off with how it was being portrayed like it was a bit unfair to someone so she just like wrote in anonymously and like I, at first I didn't consider even consider putting it on the podcast because I'm like mm, random email this could be anyone and then the stuff that she told me came true and like it literally played out and I heard from heard it from someone else as well and then like I went back to her and she's like, I'll tell you more. And she told me heaps more stuff and like everything checked out wow. and backed it up with other people. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like most of the people that write in are like genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some people like do a dodgy one where they're like obviously trying to catch me out. How many but are you getting like I don't, a day like when maths is on? Like oh tip my God. and stuff. When ma- maths is crazy. Yeah. Like I don't sleep for four months pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you were so funny like, when I was asking maths. you about the potty. You were like, oh, maths is over at the moment. So I'm really yeah, free. It's like, like a holiday for me. <laughs> So maths, from what I am not across the show. Have uh, you not watched? I have watched a little bit. I love Dominican Ella. Like I think, I, I don't know what your position is, but in your. <laughs> I've seen no, <laughs> no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> okay. No comment. Um, I swear you've just put up that they are not, fr- they have podcasts. Is that their podcast? They were do- Dominica was doing a potty, wasn't she? Yeah, she's doing podcast. She's I, at DM now. Yeah. She's um, got a new boyfriend or something, you said? Yeah, she's got a new boyfriend. She's dating her ex-husband's best oh my god i saw that (laughs) so crazy (laughs) is she okay i don't know you tell me (laughs) tell me look the only defense to that is that like (laughs) maybe you would because like people do go for their best friends partners all the time i feel like you get away with it maybe if they're i know this sounds fucked up you're talking about the show shrinking now no, I actually wasn't thinking of that. Ah, oh. you know when you hear about people passing away and then they like, yeah, yeah. But that's different because mm. you bond yeah. over like that's what I mean. the dead. That's what I'm saying. It's different. And like they, I feel like the guy would like take the woman in or whatever. But like, no, she allegedly <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> cheated on say her, that. cheated on her ex husband, and they divorced after like four months. And now she's like dating the best friend. Then she like does this TikTok yesterday and like slams me and says like it's all lies and stuff. And then like she didn't realize that we had photo graphic evidence so we dropped like the photos online and then like yeah so just wait just going off this story how does that come about like has someone messaged you oh uh, um like, yeah this is an interesting yeah story. so peter hellier like the comedian from yeah. us mm. he posted a photo of some of the contestants and don was with this guy in the background i didn't even see the photo someone sent it to me and they they are friends they used to be friends with dom and the husband like they were in this big group and um when dom cheated on the husband and they divorced or whatever the friends kind of chose the husband and she during maths was like oh like I lost all my friends and like I was like you know disowned and all of that but like 
has failed to mention like why because like obviously because the yeah, friends I'm like, chose I him fucking yeah why. yeah exactly <laughs> so this one of these friends like reached out to me and sent me the photo and she's like this is um her ex's best friend like what what the fuck is going on and I'm like that's so weird so I had this photo for ages and I was like mm, don't know like maybe they're just friends like not sure and then this girl like went back to the group and like got info and then like came and told me everything um, and yeah, she's dating. And then Dom in the meantime had done a podcast being like, I'm dating this guy called Jack. And then the friends messaging me going, um, that's that guy's name. <gasps> so, and she talked a lot about him. That's the other thing as well. I'm like, if you really wanted to be private, you could no, like, no one knows him. anyone that I've dated. Like I would yeah. never even like, if I didn't want it out there, I just wouldn't post about it. Mm. I wouldn't like speak about them. Mm. It's like, you're kind of inviting people to go looking. Oh yes, you are. And if you that happened, I would have been like, absolutely not. I'm not posting you anywhere. Yeah. She did like a whole episode on, on this guy. And then it's like, just going to call him. It's like, people are curious. If you're going to do a whole episode on him, they're going to want to know. So th- she did like the episode and then we, I put um, something out yesterday being like, this is who he is. And she lost it. With the photo evidence. And she's like, it's lies. And I'm like, but there's photos. And mm. we had the photos of him at her wedding day, like on her oh, from her wedding. No. And it's the same person. So it's like, he's literally standing there as the best man. Now you're like. Yeah. You're like a how, private detective as yeah, well. But you have like, to like look everything. But it's like, like <laughs> scandal. If you're going to put yourself in that position, you totally. are open to criticism. If you're going to go on a reality show and then date your ex-husband's best friend and then talk about it and say his name's Jack but then deny it, everyone's going to be fascinated and you're going to be criticised. Amen. Like, <laughs> like, sound bite that and put it at the start of my podcast. <laughs> but seriously, like she can't. Yeah. So, she, so people go on these shows and they – well, it's not everyone. A lot of people know how it works. Like I've had like really big celebrities that are like, no, I don't care if you can, you can say that because like, it's part of, mm. like I signed up for this. Um, but then there's other people like her that cannot handle like one ounce of criticism mm. or like if there's a story that's just a tiny bit unfavorable to her, like she has a meltdown, she'll message me abuse. Like, what kind of messages do you get? Oh, she slid into my D, she slid into, <laughs> she slides into my DMs every time we write about her. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I'm like, if you're going to be in this industry and you are quite a big celebrity you've got half a million followers you need to be able to just like ignore this and like cop it what do you do when you run into people like this have you ever run into someone where you've done a story and they've like lost it and then you've had to see them out um you know what i've never really been abused in person Uh, yeah never people just like it's so weird they don't do that no it's this it's so weird and like i think like i think that they're going to be scared to see me but like generally it's other way around like i'm like oh my god someone's going to say something and they don't yeah um, I saw this guy, like this maths dude, who's like made these horrible videos about me. He's got like a whole <laughs> YouTube. I'm just like, fuck. Oh, it's so fucked. He called me like a rapist, like a pedophile. What? Sorry? Yeah. he Like it was so bad. Like he's just like made up all these claims. It's on, so crazy. On that note though, let's say, for example, that you could technically sue him for yeah. defamation. Yeah. And in the reverse, um, Dominica could also, if it really wasn't true, sue you for defamation? Like at well, what point do you do you decide, okay, they've crossed the line, I'm going to sue them kind of thing? Well, for, like with Domenica, like it has to be – she has to prove that it's not true. Mm. Like be, being accurate and truthful and like reporting on the truth is like a defence. So like I back everything that I put out. Like mm. I know that I've done the checks that I need to do and that like my sources are solid. So I don't know, like a lot of these are non-accounts as well that don't put their names. I'm like – take it with a grain of salt but like if I'm literally out here putting my name on it and saying it like why would I why would I set myself up like that really um in terms of the other people like 
I have looked into that, like to suing them because like these claims were so crazy. Like rapist and pedophile. Yeah, like it was terrible. It's clearly defamatory. Like I called a lawyer and he's like, hmm, I'm not really allowed to say like if something's a slam dunk, but like this is a slam dunk. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I can't believe they said this. I'm like, he was like shocked. He was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's um, pretty out there though. It's so expensive to sue for Mm. defamation. Like he, you need a lot of money to to take a defamation case on. but there was another video made like we say like a year later with someone else and it was like even worse claims he was saying like i've had sex with all these people like all of this crazy stuff that's like so not true i can't even remember what it was but i was just like oh my god i haven't even listened to it yet but like people like wrote me the synopsis and <laughs> said it to my lawyer so i am looking into like because it gets to the point as well where it's like this is too far like mm, and i'm just trying to do stopped. my job yeah. yeah and like what are you gonna what are you gonna do next and like my family's been attacked and like it, yeah. yeah. Tell us about like yeah, the craziest get into thing that. that has ever like oh happened God. to you because like of literally doing this. last week. <laughs> oh, my God. can you talk what? about the it? Police at my house. What? Yeah. So I can't talk about it because it's like a legal thing now, and yeah. I've like been served with people. Oh yeah, I love how you talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I did say that. Like actually, I literally yeah. have to go down to Melbourne. I've had to hire a criminal lawyer to oh defend me, but like I was the victim. Like it's. So oh my God! And how do you feel about um, like? Do you have like a nervous breakdown over these things, or you're quite? Um, you seem quite resilient. Look, I've been through a lot of shit in my life, so I do have a really thick skin. Yeah. So people that there's a lot of people that have tried to start like a so dramatic up, and they only last like a few weeks. And I'm like, now I'm just like, good luck to you. Like, if you can do it, hats off to you because like it is really hard, and like it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah, I did have like a full on mental breakdown like in like the first after like a year. Yeah. There's just like a lot of stuff going on. There was those videos. My family was attacked. Um, there was this other reporter who was like repeatedly reporting my page and my Instagram got shut down. I think I remember all that. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this like other scandal, like I called, um, I think it was the life uncut girls out for something. They were like racist or there was no, they were ableist. It was like this fashion show and they had Camilla on. It was more about Camilla, but then they kind of got involved in this whole thing. Oh, is that that? Um, Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. With the wheelchair. Yeah. 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 And, um, we were just echoing like what we weren't giving the backlash. It was like people in the public were commenting and saying this is so bad and we were just reporting on the backlash which people don't understand as well like if there's a lot of public backlash like we're just echoing what the public is saying Mm. so then that happened it was just like a really bad storm of like a lot of things and I literally had like a mental breakdown were you like I'm done with this shit yeah like I went to hospital I was like (sighs) I just need to like like it was just you know when you just feel like everything is a bit too much is a bit too much and I was like waking up this guy this reporter from the Daily Mail was just so intense like he would get people to call me out. He would report my page. He'd, you know, stalk my house. Like there was just these accounts popping what? up about me. Like it was just like every day I would wake up and it would be something else. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't do this. This is just too much. Like it's not enjoyable anymore. No. And it's just, it's too much for one person to deal with. So yeah, I went to hospital and then like spent a few days in there and like they literally was like, <laughs> I can laugh about it now. And but I'm like, like, what are you um, about to say? Because I was just like in there like watching movies and like chilling out. Like it was so freaking I nice. hope you weren't looking at your phone. No, like time. I put my phone away and I just was like watching movies and it was like the first proper break I'd had in so long. And then like after like four days, they're like, um, so you need to go home. Yeah. This <laughs> Stay. Yeah, I was like, I want to stay. No, it's like, like a little bubble. Don't have my phone. Yeah. Like, I literally was just like having a break. And they're like, yeah, because um, there's not much we can do for you. Like, this is all, as soon as you leave here, it's all going to be there, there again. And oh, it's like, it's situational. It's not like your brain is like fucked up. It's like things that are happening to you that you're trying to yeah. deal with. So they're like, you're just going to have to like go back. <laughs> you're 
I don't want to go home. So now I do have like a thicker skin. Like that was probably like the lowest point. But um, yeah, there's still like crazy stuff happening. But I guess I'm just yeah. What is? Not can you talk about so like effective. another like when you say your family was attacked? What do you mean? Like they yeah, egged so your house and stuff. One of the maths dudes like two years ago, he like doxed my brother and like put photos of my brother up on his Instagram and like tagged him and like called him out. He was like there was photos of him he was like eight years old at my auntie's disney party and he was dressed as a wolf (laughs) and he goes he's wearing blackface oh my god it was literally here like a fur thing on and was like a wolf with like whiskers he's like he's got blackface they deep dive really yeah this guy just like had it out for me because like he was a massive like misogynist and like pretty fucked up and i just like would call him out every time he like said something fucked um, it's so funny. Misogynists don't have the mental capacity no. to actually articulate a comeback. Like, but they get like so offended over like, I'm literally s- reporting on something you said. Like they get so angry and I'm like, you did this. Yeah, like, but you did just, it to yourself. You're just angry that I'm like repeating what you said essentially. So yeah, they're very fragile ego- egos mm. that we're dealing with in this Are your family industry. members like sometimes like, you need to st- like, oh, well, we've had enough? <sighs> With so then that shit. time my mum, there was this crazy lady in Melbourne calling my mum. Like it was so, it was so weird. This like troll lady who I'd kicked out of a Facebook group. It's always people <laughs> that you kick out of a Facebook group. Facebook group has I caused me so I many issues. So crazy. There was like this whole group of like haters because like they've been kicked out of the group for like trolling other people or whatever. Yeah, this woman like called my mum and like found out where I lived. And then like just two weeks ago, one contestant, she put my address up on her Instagram during Instagram live to like 11,000 people, my home address. Cause I'm living back at home now. Yeah. So like, not only am I in danger, but like my whole family essentially. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not living, I used to live in a security apartment, yeah. like a one bedroom. So it wouldn't have been as bad, but like now the whole world knows where I live. Like all That's these pretty people fucked up. So surely you can charge someone for doing that. Well, yeah. So oh, I can't say names or anything, yeah. but like, I'll tell you about what happened. So she goes on the Instagram, says where I live, tells people to come to my home and harass me. Then the mother, her mother sends me death threats, two death threats. Death threats, the mom yeah, does. the mom. So unhinged. So <laughs> unhinged. Standard Monday night for me. Um, <laughs> Imagine me dealing with this. I, I could dead. not. Yeah, I, you, ha- it, I could not. No, it takes a very special kind of person. Um, and then this reporter from the Daily Mail was like commenting on the live being like post her address again and like egging her on to share my details. Later find out that like he's given the address. Um, How have they got your address So then I called the police. Well, he gave it to her. I don't know. So like he's literally stalking me, like finding my address and giving it to people with the intention to like harass me. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. And then I call police, they come, they take, take a statement and like they're still in the process of investigating. Um, so yeah, and then, that is and then I get served in between all of this somehow, like, and now what? I can't report on this person or mention them at all. So obviously that's like why they've done it. A far out. Like that's, that was just like a standard Monday night. Like, and you're just sitting there like, what? I just want to know exactly what I'm you're like, doing when you're watching this. Are you like, <laughs> or you like, I was just like, screaming no, I just kind of go into like, shut down or like work No, like mode. I just, yeah, like Solution. getting it done mode. Like I was like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Setting, you know, like police are coming here. Oh my god! She's she like, like oh. "What's happened now?" And I'm like, "Oh, this crazy lady shared my address. Shared our address." She's like, "Oh, Megan, not again, Megan." <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Do you ever become friends with like maths contestants that you like? 
you know what I mean? Like, do you ever like like a lot? Of, or do you feel like you always have more of a negative relationship with them? <laughs> There's some that I up like. Yeah. Like some are, some are nice, but like generally, like to go on this show, like the people that they have to cast are like yep. unhinged. That's vibes. what I mean. I was going to say they're all pretty wacko, smacko. <laughs> pretty hey. wacko. So there is some that are nice and normal that I do develop a friendship with. Like especially if you're talking to them, like all day some of these people like going back and forth for like four months while the show's on and they're telling you stuff and you're telling them stuff like you do develop a friendship yeah. um like this year I probably got the closest to like Bronte like because we were chatting quite a bit and do they come um, to you first or do you reach out to them usually at the start of the season like I'll just send like a blanket message to everyone being like hey here's my number if you need anything like let me know now people usually are aware of the podcast so yeah. I don't really need to do too much of a sell um when I didn't have the podcast it was so hard because you're trying to convince these people to like work with you I'm and they're legit. like who the fuck yeah. are you yeah, like yeah. where are you working for like it was a bit like undercover but now like a lot of people will come to me which is really easy yeah. so I just like kind of sit around a lot waiting. Of them have the strategy of wanting to get you on side or no yeah like I mean they'd probably be smart <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> I think I, some of them like aren't that smart uh, yeah. or like their egos like especially the men like they don't want they get so upset when a female like calls them out they just can't because like I'm not the only one saying these things no. like there's other media outlets who are reporting on it or like other recappers or podcasters whatever but like for some reason these people have such an issue with me saying it and I don't know what that is like if it is just because I'm a female or like probably outspoken I don't know what it is but yeah they seem to have like such an issue but um yeah like I do treat my sources <laughs> pretty like I'm very loyal to my sources course, as well so like yeah. I don't know you do develop a kind of like a bond with them and like you want to kind of protect them yeah and I was help them a lot of these people like especially the women on these shows get so fucked over that you do feel bad for them. And you're like, this is such an injustice. Like I just want to like get the truth out and like clear their name. Cause they usually do get a bit fucked over. Yeah. So on that, that most reality TV shows cast a villain, right? Mm. What percentage are actually villains? And when is it just like complete and utter fucking bullshit, especially for the women? Oh, give me an example. Like I feel like um cat from, Cat oh, from she's so she, nice. from yeah. Cat Hennessy. Yeah. yeah, she's so Oh no, Cat, no, the other one, Cat with the dark hair, isn't her? Cat Hennessy. Is it the dark hair one? Yeah, is it her? Cat from yeah. Bali. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Cat from yeah, Bali her. with the jewelry she's label. She's so nice. I but feel, then yeah. she's she's also one of those personalities where she says it how it is. So like if you sound like her in the worst things that she said and take yeah. it out of context, she's gonna be the villain. Yeah. And it's, like Abby was the villain. Yeah, Abby was – I don't know if she was the villain. She was more just, like, because she was, like, thirsty for him and, like, mm. horny and, like, wanted to, yeah. like, get him. I don't think she was – she didn't – I didn't really hear any of she, her being mean to anyone or, like, mm. say anything nasty. Um, the guys, like, on Maths Dudes are just awful. Like, yeah. they literally just pick, like, the like worst – like, Maths are even different. Different kettle so, of fish, hey? They just, like, pick, like, the worst human possible. Literally. And put them on the <laughs> show. Because the they know people are going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't know where these people come Yeah. With Bachelor, do you, like – I know it's kind of – are they even redoing it again? They What's are, happening? yeah. They're oh, they doing are. one next year, which is weird because I'm like, it's so yeah, it's so dumb. Like, did you get much goss during those shows? Like, do they tell you like when are they, are they like fuck like people fucking and stuff on the show? Like, are they no? Is it like, really PG? You think that they are, and they're really not. Like, they had a fantasy suite option this year, and they didn't even use it's it. So boring. Like, I feel like it needs to be a bit more like raunchy. Yeah, like I'm, old school Big Brother. That's yeah. nice. They bring back the fantasy suite, and then I think they listened to the podcast. They brought back the fantasy suite, and no one used it. And Love Island though is like my love. Favorite. Love Island is so good. How good was? 
Callum's last season. I didn't oh. fucking watch it because I was Callum, away. Like, yeah, so the I one didn't watch Callum. Callum. He was so I loved Callum. Austin. I was like full Austin blown in love yeah. with. And with Love Island, because I remember that <clears> I watched the series before and that's when I was like, it was during COVID and I was messaging you about all that drama that happened yeah, after. Who, oh, Lexi and Lexi Chris. And stuff. They were broken up, of course. <laughs> so Lexi went on to date, what, Zoe's ex, I think it yeah, was? Yeah, and I was dying. I was like living for your goss. Like you had so much good goss on that. Yeah. And I was like... I was even bloody sending. I think I was researching because then you get so enthralled <laughs> in it. And I was trying hole. to get stuff yeah, for you, get you being like, yeah. no, the stories are here and like they're definitely together. And I remember messaging you. About it. Do you ever get any Love Island international goss? Like, yeah, I would I've love to know what new... Luca's doing. Like, Luca. see, I'm not even watching. No, I've the last last this is year. Two, oh yeah, two I didn't even watch. I haven't watched the UK one only oh, because okay. like I do love the UK one, but only because I don't have the time. Like, you don't I'm have time. Yeah, so busy watching the Australian shows and some of the shows like in Australia I don't want to watch, but I've got to. Um, but yeah, I haven't really. Well, let's talk the other about, thing um, as well. Like with the UK, like I said before, it's hard to get goss on these because they're, they're, they're more protected, yeah. more protected, more savvy. They've usually got a manager. Like it's just harder. Whereas the Australian one, it's just easier. Like their friends will reach out to you, or mm. they will reach out to you. It's like it's a true blessing to be like, Australian. Go to, yeah, go to America and do your podcast. I'm like, it wouldn't work there. No, yeah, it's not the right environment. Mm. How about Fuckboy Island? How's that all I going? I've been watching. You haven't? No. Yeah, I started it because I'm like, fuck. I need to feel like I haven't been into the reality. Yeah. yeah, like it's different, I suppose, which I don't mind. Like they're in, I don't know, it's a different setup. I mean, I will say I feel like it's, I know I said set up, but it feels a bit more set up in a way. I feel like because there's only three girls on the show and then there's all boys and it's sort of just them trying to work out if they're fuck boys or not the whole time, obviously. And then they go into this weird, if they find out that they're a fuck boy, they go into this weird like cage area which looks really set up and it's kind of like a lull and it's like they have to go into exile for a bit but they're not actually kicked off the island they're not on an island in a beach area are they trying to date them or just find out who the fuck boys are i think they're trying to find love but they're trying to like get rid of all the fuck boys and just have like so they have like a better chance of finding love but abby's great on it She's I've seen snippets on um, social. She looks like really good. Like she, she obviously looks fucking was hot. the choice. Yeah, about, yeah. Can like, you talk? So like she's like the, I couldn't think of anyone else doing no. it. Really. Like she's she seems like she's really good. But yeah, I don't know if I'll give it a watch. I think I've got like a binge um, voucher. I might mm. see how I go. So how did you get the gossip though, about the presenting stuff? Um, so it came from a production source. I can't say much no. more. Like I really want to be like, this is who told me. No, so like, yeah, don't anonymous. We need to keep myself. But I'm like, we need the goss. Production source. Um, and then everyone's always like, oh my god, are you just saying it's production source? And I'm like, no, it literally no, like is. Like I have to as well. Yeah, yeah, like it literally is. And like if I do get a random email, like I'll say it's a random email. Like it was a non, whatever. But like, yeah, this was a really solid source who I'm like back a hundred percent. So yeah, and I heard it from another person as well. And then, like, obviously Angie came out and said, yeah, I auditioned. So, like, she kind of further validated it. Mm. I'm like, okay, like, this is legit. Um, FYI, I think we didn't really explain it. The oh, yeah. <laughs> presenters on FBOY and Abby obviously is it, but is the presenter, but Laura Byrne was... Laura Byrne and um, Angie Trump. Kent auditioned oh, Angie as, Kent well. as well. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So we ran that story yesterday. It ruffled a bit of no, ruffled, feathers. Yeah. 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 And like everyone's commenting. If you go in the comments, like this isn't true and this isn't happening. Yeah. Blah, well, blah, blah. like um, Do bo- both of them have a cult following. Yeah. Laura and Abby. Um, 
<laughs> I get like I guess like their podcast is like yeah. doing yeah. amazing, but I don't actually know they do. I would say they do have a cult following. Like their life on cut listeners are pretty loyal, and they've got like a big Facebook group. But I would say Abby's following I'm pretty yeah is more loyal and mm. like more like defending her and stuff like they're real diehard fans and does yeah, Abby contact her. you now like are you still in contact with her will she be like yeah that is true like no because we had a bit of a falling out so <laughs> oh did you yeah like this was back in the early days yeah um, can you talk so to us about really, that yeah nothing really like it was pretty anticlimactic like mm. there was an issue someone called me out for something it was like oh a girl came on my podcast in like the early days Nadine from The Bachelor, she was so unhinged. <laughs> she just went rogue and like told all of this stuff and we don't even know like we if love it was true. Like, people, she was, she was yeah. just like, it was crazy. Um, she came on and so she said the R word on the podcast and like it was like one of my first podcast episodes and I had like a production yeah. team and it didn't get beeped and people were straight away were like, hey, you left this word in and I'm like, oh my God. Like I literally went to the studio back to there and like edited it out myself. Um, but like it was back in the early days, I didn't really understand like what needed to be beeped and I was still learning. Mm. They went on her Instagram, this guest that I had on and found like three years ago, she said the N word. And so people were calling me out being like, this is so bad that you had this person yes. on, you're a racist, um, you used this word. And like, I'm like, I didn't say, yes, I should have beeped it, but like, I'm sorry, there's like, I fixed it. And like, I'm not a racist just because this girl, like I didn't even, I didn't even go yeah. searching on her profile that I didn't even word, know. My, like it's not my word. So there was like yeah. this post in her, Abby's group and then pretty much like, I was like, can you like take this down? This is so fucked. Like, and that was my first like experience with like call out culture as well. Like we yeah. weren't doing a lot of calling out stuff then. And like, it is like, it is a lot. Like when you do have like a post like that, um, to handle like because you are like oh fuck it's kind of frustrating as well because you're looking at it being like that's not me and now everyone's yeah. thinking that but and it's yeah I kind of learned from it like you just need to take accountability and as soon as you take accountability people like they move respect on respect you more yeah, yeah they respect you they realize that you're human and they move on but yeah Abby like we kind of had a disagreement over that and then it just kind of snowballed from there mm. what and disagreement then, because what though like it was in her group that yeah. this happened and okay. she's like I'm not taking it down you were racist what? like she kind of didn't like, I just felt like, what? Like, she didn't... It was a bit random. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, like, not the response. I think we were both, like, really busy at the time and just kind of, like, it was weird. Like, it was really over nothing. That's why it's kind of a bit sad. So, how do you go around then, like, reporting on her now? Do you feel a bit awkward? Um, Like, I'm trying to be really fair. Like, there's sometimes where I think she's done the wrong thing and, like, we report on that. Or there's times I think she's done an amazing thing or, like, she is the victim in a situation mm. and we'll report on that. Like, I do... It was a bit hard at the start. Um, Like, obviously, when, a f like, a friendship break... And I was it's like fresh like you yeah. do have a bit of like resentment and you can't help but be a bit like a bit biased or a <laughs> yes, bit like yes, angry yes, yes, yeah. on the view yeah like it would be, it's really things. hard but like I've tried to like be really mindful of that now and like a bit of time has passed so I am kind of like over it now yeah. so like I feel like now we are really good at being like fair like either way whatever she's done um yeah it's something I've had to work on I guess mm. um I was gonna say as well just with like show do you get intel on like new reality shows coming out yeah yeah, yeah. and are there a few good ones coming or it's coming out I got this random one they were like doing casting at some bar in Melbourne on yeah. Chapel Street and they were like mm. casting randoms I don't know what it is but I'll get tip-offs like that they're like oh I was approached or like a casting person will be like hey we're doing this show like if you can promote it that's the thing as well like a lot of the casting insider people do like reach out to us which people don't think I think they just think we whack on like well, I feel like you've source. built up so many good relationships <laughs> mm. now I think as well like people listen to the podcast so like I said before like a lot of stuff comes to me now yeah. I don't have to go searching or even contestants will come to me because they like they've heard my podcast and they know what it's all about and I guess 
they can see that I don't dog my sources and like reveal no. who they are. So they feel like they're in a safe space mm. and they can trust me. Um, yeah. Do you work with certain paparazzi? Not anymore. I no. used to. Yeah. So do you feel like they're like kind of against you now? Because you were saying Daily Mail. Um, a bit. Why do they get so weird Daily Mail with yeah, you? Yeah, who is this Daily, Daily Mail guy? guy? Like, why what's he so weird? What's his guy? Too much airtime, but like. As an example though, like what? He, like, why do they get so weird about what you're doing? I don't think they're, well, I've got a friend that works there and they said that like when I launched, like they did lose a bit of numbers. Like they saw a bit of an impact and like obviously we're competing for the same story. Yeah. So like mm. I want to talk to that person because like they were involved in the cheating scandal or they know whatever and it's like you are competing for exclusive stories and I guess given that our whole thing is exclusives and Daily Mail is pretty big on their exclusives as well with the reality TV we are competitors mm. so this one journalist I guess kind of started out was doing wanted to do what I was doing yep. and so he started doing like the reality TV stuff he used to be a paparazzi or something like that I find it's such an interesting job paparazzi yeah so it's full-on they yeah. like full stalk people yeah so not. like the shit that i saw them do and i'm like whoa how do you even get like that it's freaky it's like you have illegal. to be so confident like i'm scared of social situations like the thought of even going up to someone and being like hey what do you think about this and what happened here like that would just be terrifying yeah. Yeah, they've, they, like when they go out with a camera and they're yeah. like, tell us this. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. I just kind of like mm. liaised. Um, but yeah, they're full on. And like even the stuff that they find out, I'm like, why aren't you like a private investigator? Yeah, yeah. So they kind of are. They are. Like, they have all their little tricks and they know like how to find stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy. Have you ever thought about hiring someone to do that kind of work for you? Yeah, I have. But I don't know if PAP stuff's like that big anymore no. like it's really died off and I saw that when I was doing it like I thought it was really good money and they're like this money is no. like bad it used to be like 10 times as much like they mm. would make like half a million dollars yeah. for a set of photos and now like with social media everyone Phones, just posts yeah. their own photos so they don't need, these outlets don't need to pay money for photos anymore whereas before they've got them. that was their only way of getting photos for these magazines and publications so social media kind of killed the paparazzi industry and like a lot of people doing setup stuff now like just makes it a little bit cringe. Well, you but know straight away, hey, it's so fucking posed. Especially the Daily Mail's photos. Yeah, oh. just like the beach photos of people holding hands. I'm like, you definitely pay the them full, to come the down full there. full makeup and like, yes. <laughs> like when we used to do set up stuff, we would go to extreme lengths to make sure that it didn't look set up. Like yeah. we would be like hiding in the dark or like behind a bush, even though we had like this person on board with us. Wait, but do we they would, pay you when it's set up? Um, So we had like an agreement where we were like working as like, a trio like we had like talent and then me and then yeah like the paps and we would all like say Split we knew it. a story we're like okay let's like get the <coughs> photos to match it let's mm -hmm. like sell the story as well so we kind of put like a package together to this um and then we'd split the money papping, but this is when the money was good yeah. like you couldn't do that anymore and like live full-time off that no because i feel like the pap photos i look at are all like from like overseas and you just want to see like the outfits they're wearing yeah or, like them walking down the street like emrata or something like yeah you want to see what they're wearing and what they're doing it's yeah. so different here because it's just but they're not as celebs, big celebs, but, yeah, not yeah. as big. but I also think people just like listening now to podcasts. Like they're not as influenced by the photos and they more just want to hear the tea. Yeah, that's true. What is the most, I think, God, we're probably running way over time, but what is, can you say what the most fucked up like photo you've been sent or like proof, oh. that, like DM'd that you've been like, what the fuck? People like all the time go yeah. to message me. Oh my God, I've got, like OnlyFans photos or sex videos or photos of this person. And I'm like, please don't send it to me. Like, I know. A, I don't really want to see that. And B, it's illegal. So just- Oh, so you just say no don't distribute. Away. Yeah, I'm just like, do not distribute. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want that on my phone. Like, 
take leave me out of How this. about like written gossip where you've been like, oh, I don't know if I can even like. like yeah, there's been sometimes where I haven't published stuff because I'm like, that's. Yeah, where do you draw ending. the line? Yeah. Where is your line? I guess it depends like on the relevancy of the info. Like if it's something that happened on the show, I think that's pretty relevant. If it's like that happened in their past, maybe not as relevant. Um, case by case, really. Yeah, what about if it will like ruin a marriage or ruin a family? It's tricky. It's really tricky. Like at the moment I know of some stuff and I'm kind of like – I'm getting like I did a couple of stories yesterday on the podcast that I didn't even think were that bad like they were just like <laughs> this happened and it genuinely genuinely did um and so like with the biggest stuff like they cheated on their wife or like ruined a marriage or whatever it is like I don't know I'm like I'm not shying away from it but I'm just like I would love if someone else reported on this for me <laughs> so I don't because like that's the thing as well like none of these other outlets have any have this backlash because mm. I'm the face of this outlet mm. I'm very accessible so they can like easily contact me or whenever they see a story that's not even mm. written by me it's written by one of my writers they're like Megan's so horrible like and I suppose it's your job as well like you'd be silly not to but like that's what you're building your like empire sort of like yeah, you need to be putting good, like stories up that someone else will write about anyway I suppose it's different like because it's me like I cop the full brunt yeah. of everything mm. um which is like I understand why but yeah I, I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like oh I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> like but especially like, if it's not like yeah. I don't need this tea. no yeah I don't uh, need it's it like, I don't I'm need like trying to pick my, my battles right yeah now. picking so my battles what would be the ideal setup for you then? Like, let's say five years down the track, what are you looking at? Because you kind of remind me very different um, messaging. But if you look at, say, like Mia Friedman and Mama Mia, she has that same face to her whole business. That's true. In the sense of like, she'll cop all the backlash if something goes wrong. That's so true. I never thought of that. But would like, you I'm want? The only one. Yeah. Would you want to go in that direction, or do you want to make it more like a Daily Mail where you're no longer the face of it? Probably want to be less of the face. I yeah. guess I'll always be involved in some capacity because I don't think the business would really survive without me doing what I'm do because it is quite a niche thing that we do. Like I could obviously get help, but I think even now, like a lot of people want to speak to me directly or mm. they want to come to me um, and I have built the brand up so it would be hard to walk away. But um, I, I want to like step back a little bit just so it's not so full on to me and get a bit of support around me in terms of like the business side of things and just like building things up to be a more legitimate business and like a more legitimate media company and production, yeah. I guess. Mm. Like at the moment we're still going like bare bones kind of vibes. Like I'm recording in my bedroom still. I've got like a minimal team. I'm doing most things myself. I would love to just get, to just make it bigger and better, I guess. Yeah. Have but that you're support. only three years old. Yeah, true. I'm just like one of those people that wants things yeah. to yeah. But you're always like, I think you never take, the people never take the time to like look at where they've gotten to though. Mm, that's you know? true. Well, Probably it's hard when yeah. you're getting death threats and being true. sued. Literally, oh, I was like, she doesn't have time <laughs> to stand still and just be the like, The last wow, three I've years have so been well. such a blur. Like I'm, I'm finally coming to a good spot now where I'm, you know, when you start a business, like the first couple of years, you're like getting all the processes yeah. in place. You're like filling out paperwork. You're doing like whatever it is. Like there's been so much and you're getting sued and death threats. Yeah, like there's just always been stuff going on. And then like a big show will come up again. So it's like, then I've got to do the content. I've never been like on top of stuff, Mm. like, and felt like I could have a day off because I'm like in a good position. And I'm finally, touch wood, (laughs) something doesn't happen later today, getting to a place where I'm like, I'm almost in that place where I can like potentially have a weekend off or like potentially have a night off or like not feel bad. Because like, do you guys feel bad? Like sometimes I just, if I'm not working, I feel like this 
immense guilt. I just have the worst time management. I feel like I'm never doing enough, but that's the guilt though, I suppose. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist as well. So yep. everything that I do has to be like perfect, the best, yep. perfect. Like I, I probably could get it done in half the time if I just. I think don't worry. We are exactly the same. Um, but going off that, what is the future for you then? Other than your court case, what else is going yeah, on? Yeah, attending court in a couple of weeks, of defending myself criminally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably be another, something else pop up by the end of the year. What's your outfit going to be for the crim case? Well, yeah. You know what? It's so funny. Like I was thinking this because Dash I am- Dash off to Q. I am. I <laughs> get a little chic number. Um, I was thinking about this because I'm like, I am kind of taking the piss. Like I'm go- literally going to court for this bullshit thing that's going to hopefully be thrown out. But um. I was, I'm going to put up a selfie, like day one Please outfit. do, you need to update You could do like a Roxy Jasenko fit yeah. when she went to court. <laughs> do you court? remember when she went to court and she had like the Daily Mail every single day? Yes, I think yes. I was I even it. working there when we were doing this. I think you need that. They were like, she wears like $8,000 outfit. And like she, they literally like found all the links for each item. Oh like my I'm God, you like need to do, no, do you need to dress outfit. like Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my God. Like Sophia Richie, Cashmere jumper. I think I'm going to go with the Gwyneth energy. Gwyneth yeah. energy. I think do that. And then she's everyone every day. I want to hear about this. I'm so intrigued. I know it's annoying that I can't document, but I'm, I'm like documenting in the background. So once I can speak again, yeah, will, um, you will tell all. How does it work? So if you win, you can dish okay. all? Hopefully. Yeah, I mm. think so. Can yeah. you just do a full Instagram series of court fits? Please. <laughs> People need to know what to wear to court. It is I a was, hard thing. Yeah, I was going to post about that being like, does anyone have any recommendations? Because like, I, I just literally wear jeans or like my active wear. So I would take cues from Gwyneth and maybe mm, Roxy. Cues the I don't know why, but I just think of Legally Blonde though. I know she's a lawyer, but I just think of those fun. You could do like a chic. The judge is going to be like, what the fuck is I reckon because you have such long hair, let's do like a Kimmy K ponytail. <laughs> <Styling> <laughs> me now. With the plaid. Like professional like With sleep. the slick. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Take, ki- do, oh, do Kim, Kim K. Kim's go to the White House. Yeah. All right. Well, we always end each episode with some collide advice. <laughs> Before I went on the weekend, it was so nice. Una Mars at oh, so we good. Love Una Mars. Oh my god! Yeah, like, we've had a few massive nights there. We have it was so good, it's and it was like really quiet. The food was amazing. We ordered the eighty-five dollar banquet. If you're going, it's worth it. Mm. Um, yep. There was so much food. Like we had the entrees, and I literally thought that was it. And then the mains came out. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of full. It was yeah. so good. The food was amazing. I said the beetle leaf thing there. Yeah, so that's so good. We had that. Yeah, oh. there was so many courses. I was and like, really good cocktails as well. Cocktails were good too. Yeah, good reco. We actually now need to go back there. I think I've been sesh there for a while. Yeah. Mm. Last question for you before we do our collide advice. What is the best advice you've been given around like keeping a thick skin and not getting sensitive and stuff? The best advice actually, and I'll never forget it. Someone gave it to me, um, a friend. She was like, because I was getting really down about the trolls and like really caught up in what they were saying. It was really, really affecting me. And she's like, don't take criticism from people you wouldn't go to for advice. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it was. It really just like resonated with me. I was like, that. it just hit something, like hit a nerve in my brain. I was like, that's so accurate. Like, that is really accurate. The people, especially like keyboard warriors, trolls that are just like criticizing your work. It's like who are you? Like, who mm. is this person? And then like people, I'd have like really famous people like following me or reaching out to me. And I'm like, that's who I need to kind of like, it's people to, that I look up yeah. to that if they're enjoying the content, like that's what I kind of need to worry about. 
Yeah, not random Joe Blow saying yeah, yeah. You yeah. You're so bogged down. The whole time. Yeah. Bogged down in like the Karens on on Facebook or whatever, and it's like you've just got to put things into perspective. No. And it's like it's like such a small minority, but like you don't even know and this person. Know Why do you care what they think? Yeah, I know. I need to remember that. That one time I just had a breakdown because we got like trolled yeah. on TikTok not yeah, that long ago. Any TikTok, we get a lot. Like I've had Why? to, and on Instagram, I've had to turn off comments before. Oh, just because we talk shit and we'll make an opinion, and obviously when, like we were saying, uh, you only cut a certain. Yeah. bit of the podcast and then people that don't know you come onto your page and just start fucking taking it so out of context yeah it's, and then it's weird because it's like with tiktok i do not get even the slightest bit offended of what someone says oh. but if that same comment was on instagram yeah. it would literally really have really hurt me and i'm like why yeah. is that i literally post on tiktok and i get off and i don't read the comments and everyone's like oh you're getting backlash and i'm like oh i literally mm. tiktok's like a the wild west of the internet. yeah it's hard I like, though because I, I get addicted even. to reading them but though. so right <laughs> if i get a comment on instagram i'm like oh my god yeah, yeah like because yeah. I feel like I know the people on yeah. Instagram. Yes, whereas that's TikTok, what it is. I have, there's like so We've many random people. We've only had it people. once though where it went yeah. off and there were like hundreds of comments on Instagram and I just like could not deal with it. I was oh, like, I feel a little bit better though. I'm not going yeah. to oh, I had a full-blown breakdown. Oh, I, I couldn't. Like, I don't I even want to do this the And the first time that <laughs> it happens, it's, it's fucked. Yeah. That you just gradually build a thicker skin. I think it's happened to me so many times that I just now nothing bothers me. Yeah, well, I'm going to remember <laughs> that, that is amazing. next time we say something well, we think that's not stupid and people do. I'm just going to remember that quote. And it's always like <laughs> user 6985623. is like you're a dud no, root. The thing, the thing that I've noticed, they always have be kind or yeah, yeah. mother of three or like positive energy in their bios. Like I've literally have like a folder on my computer of all the trolls because I'm going to do like a little TikTok video. <laughs> and it's like be kind or like Corinthians, like 91. Like it's oh, always those ones. Worst. And I'm like, what is the this? The bloody Bible bashes. Yeah, fuck them, hey. God. Always the secret trolls. Well, not yeah. even secret. They've got like them, their kids in their profile. I'm like, you're not even trying to hide That's it. That's crazy. It, it just blows my mind. Fucking what people say on social media. Suburbia, it'll anyway. get you. Um, but thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. That was such a good so chat. Fun, eh? so fun. Loved that.